This is a podcast from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks St. Sampson in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Have we been looking at the various names of, 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 of Jesus that we find? And you know, the week before we looked at Emmanuel God with us. That's a great name, isn't it? The God is with us. Emmanuel God is with us. Last week we looked at Jesus being the Prince of Peace. And we looked at the, the vital, I think it's so vital that we, we connect and live in real supernatural peace. I want to look this morning, maybe a title that we, we, we talk about, we hear about, but we tend not to... I suppose speaking on a lot, but Isaiah 9 verse 6, let's get the whole uh, gist of it. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to talk about that title there. Uh, the the Counselor, the, the Everlasting Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. Never hear much about that, Jesus being a wonderful Counselor. It's a great term, isn't it? Wonderful Counselor. You know, often that verse, that often title, is, is often connected to this idea that Kings in those days that have advisors that have counselors around them that would advise the king of the nation how to run the nation. The decisions and all the vital decisions that, that, that the king would need to make to, to rule and reign in government. And so there's this picture of Jesus being a counselor. The Bible calls us kings. Isn't that great to know that we are kings? And part of that connection, if you like, is that Jesus comes alongside us and he wants to counsel us, he wants to advise us how to run our lives, how to kind of run our marriages, how to run our families. How many have found that Jesus is amazing at giving advice? And Jesus says he, he's the wonderful counselor who comes to advise, to come alongside you and give you the answers that work for your life. That's the first idea. Someone who comes alongside to advise you, to direct you, to give you information of how you can live your life. The second thing I want to get a hold of, which we're going to really deeply as we go on, is not only his ability to come right, right alongside you, but to actually look at the very cause of your problem. To get to the very root of your problem. Anyone, people who are involved in counselling, often the problem is people never really see the root of their problem. They never really see what's going on inside their hearts. They can look at all kinds of other things, blame people, blame circumstances, blame other things around them, but they never often really see what the real root cause of their problem is. And Jesus is a mighty counselor. He's a wonderful counselor in the sense he comes and reveals to us what is the real root source of our problem. What is really going on inside us? Sometimes we don't really know why we react the way we react. Sometimes we don't even know why we do what we do. Have you found that? And Jesus is the mighty counselor in the sense he goes to the right 
to the root of the problem and says, that is your root. That is your real problem in life. Isn't that wonderful? He's a wonderful counselor. Jeremiah 32, verse 19. Jesus, the wonderful counselor. I love this. You are great in counsel and mighty in work. Just that phrase there. The counsel of God or the counsel of Jesus is always connected to the fact is not only is he not only is he a wonderful counselor, but also he's a mighty God. In other words, he doesn't just give you the counsel, but he gives you the power to deal with the issue with the problem. Isn't that wonderful? It's not just advice he gives or, or great understanding, but he gives you the power and the might for you to be able to deal and locate and deal with your problem. He gives you the resources that you need to come through your problem and your circumstance. Let me show you another interesting situation here. 1 Kings 12. Here's an interesting situation. Who read this story? It was, the, it was just after King Solomon had died. His son Rehoboam basically had now been taken over the kingdom. As you know, there was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom actually had said, we no longer want you to inflict on us a lot of the, the pressures, a lot of the, the, a, lot, a lot of the demands that your father Solomon placed on us. We want you to lessen the load, basically. We don't want you to put all the pressures, all the difficulties on us that Solomon placed on us. We want a, a total change of attitude. And so he goes to seek counsel. He seeks counsel from the young men, and he gets counsel from the, from the older men. And in 1 Kings 12, verse 6 and 10, here's what we, here we see some of the essence of this. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father Solomon while he still lived. And he says, how do you advise me how to answer these people? And they spoke to him saying, if you'll be a servant to these people today and serve them and answer them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. But notice this, but he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and who stood before him. And he said to them, what advice do you give? How should we answer the people who have spoken to me, saying, lighten the yoke which your father put on us? Then the young men who had grown up with him spoke to him, saying, thus you should speak to this people. You have spoken to you, saying, your father made your yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. But you shall say to them, my little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scourges. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam in the third day as the king had directed, saying, come back to me on the third day. And, and basically he responds, he listens to the advice of the young people, to the young men, if you like, gives their advice, and boom, there's this massive split in the kingdom. They divide from that time on. There's a separation between the southern tribes and the northern tribes, and Israel becomes a divided nation. All because somebody did not receive right counsel and right advice. He listened really, if we put it this way, he listened to the wrong voice. I'm just wondering today how easy we can listen to the wrong voice. The wrong voices. And we can hear all kinds of voices all around us. The things that we hear will either limit us or they will release us. Sometimes we need to check what is the source of the voice that's speaking into my life. 
I remember for many years in my Christian life, I was, as many of you probably know, I was saved in the Brethren Church. And a lot of the stuff that came out there was very much judgment continually. That's all you heard. Judgment, 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 judgment. And so I grew up with a concept of God, of a judging God. Never really ever grasped the fact that God was also a loving God. And so that affected all kinds of views I had of God. And I believe that we can often receive all kinds of Christian traditions that we've grown up with and we've never really recognized the source of those voices. Is that really God's counsel? Is that really God's direction for our lives? I believe that we can hear the voice of failure. People become failures because that's the only voice they've ever really heard in their life. People can listen to all kinds of wrong voices that limit their life. They listen to the voices that contain them, voices that restrict them, voices of the past, voices of circumstances. We listen to the negativity and the doubts, and we begin to build our lives on wrong voices. We need to value the voice of the wonderful counsel in our lives. And I wonder how many people, their lives are limited because they heard the wrong voices that affected who they are and what they do. The voices of the negative report of a teacher who told you that you'd never achieve anything in life. The voice of friends at school who mocked you. Negative voices of failure when you didn't achieve anything. When you failed those exams. Negative feelings, maybe when you were dumped for someone else and, or you failed in a, in a job. And it's just left you feeling angry and bitter and it's almost like a tape recorder and that voice is continually playing over in your life. And because you're continually hearing that voice being played over in your life, it constrains you, it limits you and affects you from being all that you are meant to be. You see, the voices that you listen to will affect your destiny. I think often a lot of people's destinies are limited and affected because they're listening to the wrong voice. And that wrong voice is holding them back in fulfilling the destiny that God has got for their life. And we've got to choose which voice we are going to listen to. The counsel of God is this. He says, I have plans for you that are not evil, but plans to give you a hope and plans to give you a future his counsel is nothing will separate me from your love his counsel is i'm for you not against you the only way we're ever going to really succeed in our christian life is we've got to build our lives on the right counsel can you say amen i could tell you countless people in life who failed in life who've never really succeeded never fulfilled all they were meant to fulfill because they were listening to the wrong voice. We need to hear the counsel of God, amen? God said to Joshua, Joshua, if you're to succeed in life, if you're to fulfill your destiny, then meditate on my word day and night so that you may be successful, so that you may accomplish all that I accomplished you to do. Follow my counsel. Follow the counsel that I give to you. So here we see, the old men gave the wisdom of God. The young men appealed to his ego. The voice of the old man appealed to a servant heart and to his role to benefit people. And he lost a huge amount of influence because he listened to bad 
counsel. He listened to the wrong advice. Jesus is great at giving advice, amen? Let's look at another scripture here. Proverbs 19, verse 2. Proverbs has a lot to say about following correct counsel. Proverbs 19. Jesus, the wonderful counselor. Proverbs 19, verse 21. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. I'm just thinking this coming year. It's all kinds of plans, all kinds of ideas, all kinds of voices that we're going to hear. Here we're told it's only the counsel of God that's going to succeed, that's going to last. Our plans, our ideas, our things are just going to pass away pretty quick. But the counsel that God gives is something that will last. There's when to see. Jesus wants to give you good counsel. Can you say amen? He wants to give you amazing advice. He wants to speak into your life to give you destiny, to give you direction, to show you his purpose and his plan for your life. But here's the thing. You've got to position yourself to hear him speak. You've got to position yourself for God to speak into your life. He wants to give you counsel, how to give your, get your life right. He wants to give you advice about your marriage, advice about your personal struggles, advice how to win in life, but you've got to position yourself to let Jesus be that wonderful counselor to your life. Look at one here, Luke 22, verse 31. Because I think God wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to you more than we realize. Jesus says, my sheep are. My sheep know my voice. So one of the qualities of of being one of his sheep, if you like, is that we recognize and we know his voice. We hear his voice. We recognize it. We, we distinguish it. We know his voice more than any other voices that we hear around us. Here is someone, eh, who Jesus spoke to. But he never rightly positioned himself to let Jesus speak to him. Luke 22, verse, sorry, Luke 22, verse 31. Well-known story. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. For I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Here is Jesus speaking to him. Now what he should have said was, Lord, How am I going to fail? How am I going to mess up? Can you give me advice of how I can avoid failing and messing up? What can I do? How can I respond to this situation? Instead, his response is, I'm never going to fail. I'm never going to disappoint. I'm not going to mess up. In other words, as Jesus sought to give him counsel, he never positioned himself to receive the counsel. He was full of his own ideas. He was controlled by his pride and his ego, and he missed an opportunity to deal with the failure and how to respond to the failure because he never positioned himself. 
And I believe the most important thing we need to do, we need to position our hearts to receive counsel. Eminence right now, if we're honest with ourselves, can see times in our life that we failed. And the reason why we failed is because we did not listen to counsel as it came to us. Remember your parents... (laughs) They never seem to have much wisdom when you were very young. It's so when you, when you get older that you realize the wisdom that they had, amen? When you were young, they seem to be, they just are not in touch with life. Is that right? They're just not there. They're just not there. They can't understand what you're going through. They just, you just, they're just totally out of source where you're at, if you like. It's only when you look back that maybe you realize there's far more wisdom what they said than you thought you had. Is that right? And all kinds of ways that we, we've, we don't receive, whether it be our wives, close friends, and we don't listen. And because we don't listen, we can often make incredibly bad decisions and bad mistakes because we don't listen to the advice when it comes. And I think there's two ways that we can receive the counsel of Jesus. It's how you listen, and then importantly, how you receive. Here's the point. You've got to approach Jesus with a hunger and a desire to receive. If you come with a closed heart, if you come really having your own ideas, your own own perceptions, and and you're not going to change that, come what may, then you're never going to hear the voice of Jesus. You've got to come and say, Lord, I'm open. I'm receptive. I'm coming with an open heart to allow you to speak into my life. How many would say tonight, today, that if only we'd received that counsel from God, we would have avoided a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment, and a lot of mess-ups in our life if only we'd received the counsel of the Lord. Can you say amen to that? How many things, how many unnecessary things that we put ourselves through because we were unwilling to receive the counsel and the words of Jesus as he wanted to speak into our lives? Proverbs 3, verse 5. This is the kind of heart that we need to have. If Jesus is to be a wonderful counsel in our lives. Again, a well-known scripture. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not or, or rely on your own understanding. That's a good thing right there. How many times do we mess up because we're relying and we're trusting and our own understanding and our own wisdom? He says, don't lean on that, don't rely on that. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In other words, we just trust him. We acknowledge him. And that word acknowledge means to be intimate with him. We don't lean on our own natural thinking. We don't lean on our own natural, on our own natural ability. We don't lean on our own natural ability to, to, to work in life and, and to work our life out. We just open our heart and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm having an open heart and I'm relying and trusting you to speak and for you to direct my life. And it says there, if you notice, it says that, it says that, Lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways. 
And that means that we bring our behavior in line with God's ways. We bring our responses to life in the way that God's counsel directs us to respond to the things in life. We open our heart and say, God, would you speak your counsel, your advice into my life to lead me and direct me? And the Bible says he'll direct you according to his ways. Have you thought about this? The Bible says the children of Israel knew the acts of the Lord, but Moses knew the ways of the Lord. That's the goal of our lives. We've got to know the ways of God. That's what the kingdom's about. It's knowing how God operates, the way God moves, the way God does things, because it's always very different to the way we naturally think. Is that right? The way we naturally respond is not the way God calls us to. And the Bible says we've got to know his ways. How do we know the ways of God? I think we need to make sure that we are spending time in the word of God. Isn't that amazing? How can you know the ways of God? How can you know the counsel of God if you don't spend any time in his word? Is that right? How can we know how to deal with that situation? How can we know how to respond to that situation? How can we know what to speak and what to do in that situation unless we're spending time in his word to receive his counsel, to receive his direction? Now I found a good way to learn in life. It's great to learn from the mistake of others. Is that right? It's great when you don't have to make the mistake and you learn from the mistake of other people before you. And that's why the Bible says that many of the people in the Bible, they're written for our benefit. We learn from their mistakes. We learn from their failure. We learn from the bad decisions they make and we learn from how they responded. You know what I found a simple way? Find people in the Bible who receive from Jesus. Is that right? So if I can learn how they receive from Jesus and follow what they did, then I'm going to receive in the same way. I found that in healing. If I want to receive healing from the Lord, learn how people in the Bible receive their healing. Is that right? If I want to, if I want to receive strength, learn how people in the Bible receive strength. So I'm learning because all those people in the Bible are there. It's put in there. So that we might learn and we might, and they're there for our benefit. So we receive the counsel from the Lord, from obviously from the Word of God. The second way is what I term listening prayer. God will often speak through impressions. You know what I found about God? God often speaks with what I call continual flowing thoughts. If you notice in the Bible, whenever God does something, it's flowing. Out of your innermost being will flow. And often God speaks and it becomes a flowing thought that just flows into your mind. And we've got to recognize that as God speaking to us through a flowing thought. It can be through a vision. God spoke to us very powerfully through a dream. It can come through often, even as you're speaking to someone else. Someone else can be speaking to you and suddenly someone says something And suddenly you realize that God is speaking to you, even through somebody else. God can be speaking just through an impression, just flows into your heart. In other words, God speaks in multiple ways. The goal is to recognize his voice when he speaks. How do I do that? By being open and receptive to receive his word as he 
speaks to us. Open your heart and say, God, I'm willing to listen. You know what the truth is? If you're not willing to listen, then the truth is he's not going to speak. Is that right? What's the point of him speaking if you're not willing to listen? And he says, I will speak to you if you are willing to listen, rather than have an attitude. Often says, you know, I know. Ever done that? When someone says, can I, would you advise me on this? And you say, oh, I know that. Well, I know that. Yeah, I know that. I know. And often we can develop this kind of attitude. And Jesus says, just come with an open heart. Be receptive and let me speak into your heart. If you open your heart, I'm willing to be a wonderful counselor that will speak the most amazing things in your life. You know, I found one word from God will change your life forever. Isn't that true? Just one word. One specific word from God can change the whole destiny of your life. Isn't that amazing? Just one incredible word from him can change your life forever. Proverbs 4, verse 23. I tell you what, no, let's go to John 5, because... John 4, sorry, because here's the other thing I, was, I just want us to think on this one. Because the one thing about Jesus as he speaks to us, he gets down to the very roots in our heart. The very roots of why you do what you do. The very root of your heart. He goes through all the outward sham, all the outward exteriors, and he goes right to the very depth of your heart. Here's a story of a lady. Interesting lady. She's going to collect water. Remember that story in John 4? This woman goes to collect water. Jesus says, give me a drink. And we just see this whole conversation started from there. Let's look at it from John 4, verse 15. The woman said to him, sir, and Jesus has just told about him being the fountain of water. Give me this water that I may not be thirsty nor come here to draw. Jesus said to go call your husband and call him here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said you, you have no husband. You've had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said, sir, I perceive you are a prophet it's interesting she's going to collect water at midday that's not the time people would often go and collect water why is she collecting water when nobody else is around why is she doing that for i think the reason is it's because her life is broken her life is full of damage and her life is full of shame she f- she's full of shame because of the issues of her heart Why has she got these issues? Probably she lived in a small village. She's been married five times. Five times men made promises to her. Five men slept with her. And five men abandoned her. And she's in this small community and everyone knows her reputation. Everyone knows about it. Almost she had this feeling she'd given up all hope of a marriage that would ever work. And in the middle of the day, she's full of shame, she's full of grief, she's full of regret, she's full of resentment and bitterness, full of rejection, feeling abandoned. And the last thing she does is to be around people at the well. Isn't it right? When you're full of all these issues in your life, you don't really want to be around people. You avoid people. You don't want to be around, particularly this kind of environment. You don't want to be around that. So you're by yourself because you don't want to be around people. 
And I think there's so many people today who are lonely, hurting people, and all we see is the behavior. All we see are the outward exteriors. We never really see the issues of why that person is responding and being the way they are. Have you found that? We look at their reactions. We, we look at the way they are. We never really grasp of what really is going on deep inside their heart. And Jesus looks behind the behavior and saw the heart. And because Jesus is a wonderful counselor, he goes right to the heart issue. Amen. Remember, he's always said to this woman, give me a drink. And the moment he said that, all the barriers fell down. The racial barriers, the cultural barriers. All those barriers began to fall down. He broke every barrier down so that he could reach right down into her heart. She says, you want a drink. But it's not a physical drink you want. You need a spiritual encounter. You need something in your heart. He saw the need of her heart was to be loved unconditionally. You know why? You think about it. Why would someone get married five times unless they're looking for unconditional love? Unless they're looking for someone to love them unconditionally and never, ever really found it. She's looking to be loved. And Jesus is saying, you're thirsting to be loved, and I'm the only one that can truly meet that need. And he begins to open up her heart. He begins to get down to the very issues of her heart. And begins to touch her life in this amazing way. And you've got to know something about your life. You've got to know that outward things alone aren't going to fix what's often going on inside our hearts. What we really desperately need is that we need an incredible encounter with God. We need to allow our heart to be opened. We, know we need to allow him to speak into our heart, to break down all the walls, to break down all the areas of resistance that often we build up and let him get right down to the very issue of life. What is really going on inside us? All the barriers, all the walls, all the outward things to be brought down. And saying, Lord, what I desperately need is an encounter with you. I need such an encounter with you that you will speak into the very depth of my heart. I want to know why I've been acting the way I've been acting. I want to know why I feel the way I feel. I want to know why there are, there are these things in my heart. Why? Those things that maybe nobody else knows about, those issues inside me that no one else is even aware of. Would you speak? Would you be a counselor and speak into the very depths of my heart so I can be all that you meant me to be? Be my wonderful counselor to these roots and issues of my life. I've shared this story probably before. But I remember years and years ago, I was so aware I had an incredible barrier. It was a war in my life. I just knew as I worshipped, as... All that I did in ministry, I knew there was some war, some barrier in my life that just seemed to be there. Just a wall, just a barrier there. What happened was, I suppose two or three years before, my mum had died. And during the time we were in the situation, there was a lot of issues, a lot of things going on. And I don't think I ever really had time to grieve. Never really thought about that. But the Lord began to speak into the very issues of my heart and began to show me that the the barrier, the issue that was there, was I never really grieved. I never really allowed that pain to come out of me. 
And so there became this wall, this barrier inside my heart that I was aware of, nobody else was, but I knew it was there. Me, me, me and Andrew were actually away at a time. We were away at a, a, a conference. During the night, I had a dream. It was a dream about my mom. And during that dream, there's all kinds of things going on in that dream. As I woke up, it was almost somebody had turned a tap. And I just began to sob and sob and sob. And so it just flowed out of me like a well. And suddenly the wall, the barrier that had been in my life for a good few years, just evaporated and went. The wall was broken down. Because Jesus came and opened up my heart. See, what I needed was Jesus the counselor to reach into my heart. And the moment he reached into my heart and touched the very issue of my heart, my life was forever changed. Can you say amen? You think about this lady, you thought about her. She's a lady that everyone's avoided. No one really speaks to her. She's got a bad reputation. No one really wants to be around her. Ever thought that she goes back into a village and she brings everyone from that village to Jesus? You'd have thought that nobody would have listened to that lady. Is that right? Somebody that, if you like, has got a bad reputation, somebody that no one wants to be with or avoids, how many people do you think would listen to her? How come they all followed her and went to Jesus? You know what it was? They saw something had changed in their life. They saw such a radical transformation from a lady who was bitter, from a lady who was full of hurt and pain and resentment, suddenly become transformed. She was joyful. She was, there was an incredible transformation in her heart, and that transformation was so, so evident, so effective. They all said, if Jesus can do that for you, let's go, let's hear him ourselves. The issue of the heart meant a whole village got saved that very day. They all came and they all got saved. Isn't that wonderful? Because one woman received the counsel of the Lord. Aren't you glad Jesus is the wonderful counselor? And I believe he, as we come into this coming year, I suppose, I think there's all going to be all kinds of challenges for your life, all kinds of things maybe not turn out the way you want it to turn out. But the most important thing you and I can do is get the counsel of the Lord on those things we face. To get his word on it. To get his leading on it. To get his counsel on it. And to be open enough in our own hearts to say, Lord, if I'm honest, there's barriers in my heart. There's things that really are there that shouldn't be there. There's issues there. There's things in me that I know only you can fix. Only you can put right. And I'm willing to open my life up to allow you to speak into my life. What about another step? Why don't you even allow other people to speak into your life? Find people that you can trust, people that you can develop a good bond and relationship to, and allow them to speak into your life. Because that's the way you're going to grow healthy and strong before God. Amen. And so Jesus today is what is a wonderful counselor. Isn't that great? He's the Prince of Peace. He's Emmanuel, God with us. But also he's Jesus, the wonderful counselor. Why are you right now in these moments? Say, Lord, today, I want to face these coming weeks, this coming year. I think God wants to speak to us about all kinds of things, not just spiritual things, 
could be direction for your life, could be direction in your career, could be even direction for business, wherever those things are. Make a, a, a quality decision that says, Lord, I'm going to follow your counsel. You know, I've seen people build incredible things in life simply by following the counsel of the Lord. I've had test me of test me of people who were, if you like, for successful in all areas of life and that they would actually give that down to the fact they followed the counsel of God for that situation. If they had followed what people would have told them to do, they'd have made a complete mess of it. But they gave themselves to follow the counsel of the Lord. So I'd encourage you for whatever you face in this coming year. So Lord, I'm going to make a quality decision. I'm going to follow your counsel for, my, for my, all the areas of my life, with my marriage, my family, my career, my business, my job, whatever that is. Lord, I want your counsel on it. I want your lead. I want you to speak into those situations. So I, I will be effective and successful. But Lord, I'm, I'm willing and open enough to allow you to speak to every everyone. Sometimes we have parts of our life, compartments of our life that we keep closed. Almost no-go areas. And Jesus wants to speak to every room, every dimension of your being. So you need to open every door of your life. Never be afraid of what Jesus will find. It will not be a surprise to him. You just need to open your eyes and say, Lord, I'm allowing you to search my heart. That David says, search my heart, O oh God, and see if there's any wicked way in me. Show me any way I need to be corrected, any area I need to be dealt with. Just open my heart, Lord. Father, we just want to come to you today, and we worship you, Jesus, the, the wonderful counselor. And we thank you, Lord, that you give amazing counsel to our lives. You speak into our lives to change our lives and to transform our lives. To speak into our lives in such a way that we would never be the same again. So, Lord, we say, come and just speak your word. I pray for every challenge that lies ahead, Lord. I pray that we would hear your counsel. We would know the voice of our shepherd. We would hear your voice speak to us, Lord. Your voice that would change us forever. The still small voice, the, the vision. I pray for visions. I pray for dreams. I pray for encounters. I pray for incredible prophetic words that will be spoken into lives and hearts, Lord. That will give amazing destiny. That will bring about incredible open doors, Lord. Lord, just come and speak, I pray. Be our wonderful counselor today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elam Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.